I believe that we are much greater than the sum total of ourselves and we have a bigger role here than we can possibly ever imagine and we all have that, whether or not we choose to do something with it. Welcome to the Toxic Fox Show, the podcast for conscious business owners that give a damn. And I'm Diana Barnett, your host. The show is kindly made possible by sevencanaries.com.au, another business that gives a damn about health, sustainability, transparency, and specifically no nasties in products. Today's conversation is with Therese Kerr, and she's the co-founder of The Divine Company and one of the ambassadors of the ACO, that's Australian Certified Organic Organisation. And yes, for those asking the question, she is Miranda Kerr's mother. In her new business adventure, The Divine Company, where they create, manufacture and sell certified organic personal care products, Therese draws on her experience as CEO of Cora Organics, Miranda International and Able Realty. I took the opportunity to explore Therese, the journey of starting a certified organic business, the challenges and wins, being the mother of a celebrity and asked her what advice she'd give you and other passionate business owners. Every time I hear Therese speak, I'm blown away by her knowledge and heads up, the speed which she speaks clearly reflects her passion and commitment to getting out the news about certified organic ingredients. Let's head over to the interview. I started by asking Therese where she grew up. I grew up in Gunnada. So I was born in Gunnada, New South Wales, a small country town out uh, the New England northwest region of Australia. And it was a beautiful little town and it still is. I haven't been back there for some time. Uh, we moved from there in um, 2009. So it's, um, no, sorry, 1999 we moved from there. And we haven't been back since as in living there, but uh, we visit there regularly. So that's my hometown. So where did you move to? We moved from um, Canada to Brisbane, and at that time, back in 1999, Canada, uh, Brisbane was a small country, well, basically like a large country town, I should say, and Miranda had one dolly, so we decided to go to Brisbane as a stepping stone before she actually would head off to Sydney and beyond. Now, of growing up in Canada, what's your most precious moment, or precious memory, I should say? Um, just being out in the country, there's something so special about that. I now live at um, near Mwilumba as such and I'm back in the country. I was in Sydney for four years, Brisbane for 10 years prior to that. But um, the most precious memory is just the people, the closeness of the community and the fact that you just have wide open space and the energy of the land and the energy of the country, you can really feel it and, you know, the energy of the animals around, it was just beautiful. Mm. So picking up on the energy, do you actually meditate? Oh, I meditate most definitely. I meditate usually twice a day, once in the morning as the sun rises and then of an afternoon. And um, I find that that is one of the most amazing practices that I've, I've introduced into my life and has had such a remarkable and profound impact on my life. So what's, how did you learn to meditate and what, do you have a special form of meditation you use? Um, I, I used to meditate and I really taught myself just by going online but then I went and I did a meditation retreat in Bali with the wonderful Tom Cronin 
and it was beautiful. And since then, I've really embraced meditation and it's taken me to the next level. And um, in relation to the practice, it's really about I do five minutes of pranayama, which is alternate nose breathing every morning. And then I do uh, 20 minutes of meditation. And that's just so lovely to bring into my life every day. So based on that, if you need to spend, take time out, and not meditation, but just take time out from your busy schedule, how would you do that? I love nothing better than just going back and connecting to nature. So I go for a walk in nature and I actually see things that, you know, most of the time we don't see. So I take the time to actually be present to, you know, even the uh, veins in a leaf, for example, and see the perfection in that or just be present to the noises that surround us or the smells that surround us. So it's really um, practicing, I guess, wonderment and um, really being present to that. It just brings you back, it re-centers you, and then it actually takes you out of the sympathetic nervous system state, which so many of us, especially women, are in because we're trying to be everything to everyone. And when we actually re-presence ourselves and get ourselves into the parasympathetic nervous system state, there's a peace that comes over us and in, in, in that state anything's possible. So talking about being in a state of busyness, your business, the Divine by Therese Kerr, what is it for those who haven't come across it and why did you start this brand? Okay, so Divine by Therese Kerr, I'm actually a co-founder, I have a business partner and um, we had, I was the CEO as you mentioned in the initial part of the interview, I was the CEO of Cora Organics by Miranda Kerr. Miranda's my beautiful daughter and I have an equally amazing and gorgeous son and his name's Matthew and he works with um, Cora. But what happened when we were at Cora, I um, have been, in 2001 I had tumours in my spleen, so in 2002 I had my spleen removed and I've been on this path to wellness ever since and hence that's why we started Cora was because we were trying to find certified organic products that um, were the quality that we personally wanted and we couldn't find them so Miranda said well mum let's create our own so she did and then she put me in as the CEO. I was there for three and a half years but what I said to Miranda is that I really don't want to stop just at skincare because there's so many chemicals found in every product, every conventional product that we use. There are thousands of chemicals and it's about sharing the information, educating people and then giving them healthy alternatives and that's why Divine was formed. Can you tell us the journey of actually starting? So if someone's starting up a business now in a chemical-free product, mm-hmm. whether it be skincare or um food or whatever how did you go about just starting this uh, um, business up Um, you mentioned you had a partner how did you get into the partner to begin with and then um, the next two questions I'd have after that just to frame it up and so you can think about it is how you went about branding and how you went about looking at packaging for your products Okay, so why or how we went about starting the business is um, basically um, when I was at Cora, I had a, a my current business partner now, he worked with us. I reached a point in Cora where we grew the business, I grew the business so much that I had to bring somebody else in who was up my level or above in relation to business acumen and um, the ability to actually get things done. And that's when I um, came across Nick Allen who, or I reached out to Nick who was my business partner and I'd met him 10 years prior. 
And um, I said to Nick that I really needed a hand to take the business to the next level. And I think that's one of the key things in businesses is realising or coming to terms with your potential and what you when you need to actually ask for help. Um, and I reached out to him. And then during this time, we were just talking about, um, you know, the fact that there were so many chemicals in other products and Miranda didn't want to do the other products. So I just teamed up, or Nick and I teamed up, to actually do this and to take that to the world because he shares the same passion as I do in relation to wanting to make a difference, in relation to educating people and providing healthy alternatives. So um, we actually, when you're starting a business like this, what you need to do is um, do your business plan and work out, okay, what is your market? Is there really a market for these products? And with the growth of the organic or certified organic industry, and there's a huge difference, just for your listeners, there's a huge difference between organic, so-called organic, for example, and natural, and then also certified organic. So a company can claim something is organic, unfortunately, if it contains one natural ingredient or one organic ingredient, but it may contain literally thousands of chemicals and still be classed as organic. So the only true um, product that is is, um, chemical-free is a certified organic product and it has to contain a logo of a certification body. So I just wanted to clarify that for people. That's very important to clarify that and reiterate it, yeah. Yeah, and then the growth of the certified organic industry, they are estimating that it's growing 18% year on year and that's certified organic skin, hair, beauty and personal care products and that's because people are becoming more savvy and more wary of manufacturing processes, more wary of the chemicals used in conventional products and the internet has allowed the um, information to be um, uh, widely available to people and that's what we're leading the way in relation to educating. We're one of the main educators in relation to this. So we did our business plan, determined yes there is a market, looked at what other um, products were on the market, uh, tried just about every product to see what we would have to do to take it to the next level and I'm a perfectionist. And as a perfectionist, I love to have beautiful things in my home. What I found with conventional, with um, the, um, the normal uh, certified organic products, which there aren't that many out there that are actually certified, um, but I found that the packaging wasn't really something that I really love in my home, although I've used products, uh, certified organic products before because I I wasn't um, able to make them at that time years ago, but I'd always stick them in my bathroom cupboard. I wouldn't have them displayed. So I knew there was a market for beautiful, um, elegant, sophisticated products and their packaging, but also for certified organic products that take the experience to the new level. And our goal was to create products that didn't compromise whatsoever on quality and to use the latest technology available in plant-based ingredients, certified organic plant-based ingredients without pesticides, insecticides, chemicals, organophosphates and so on, and to create products that not only were not harmful to the body, as in most conventional products are, but actually were nutrient-rich and antioxidant-rich and therefore so supportive of the body and its organs. So that's how we started it. And then, um, in, yeah, did you want to ask the next question? or do you Well, no, I was going to ask, you mentioned that you um, went to Nick Allen 
because of different skills. So what skills does he bring and what skills do you bring to the to the mm-hmm. partnership? Yep. So I've been in accountancy for most of my life, having been the CFO of a big international company, Marinda International. And then I've been in business. I have my real own real estate license and I don't know where on earth I why I did that, but it was an amazing business that we had. And um, I think just we've won like the John Laws Keeping the Dream Alive Gold Business Award in, gosh, that was 1998. And so I've been always been in business and put my heart and soul into it. And I, I really believe, honestly, there is nothing I can't do. And I'd love to, I'd love for young people to have that approach to business and to life because we really are limited only by our thoughts. And I've never been limited whatsoever by, um, um, you know, thinking that I couldn't do something. If somebody asked me to build a bridge, if I didn't know how, I would find out how and or I'd employ people to show me how and or to do it for me. And it really is important that we look at our skill set. And then what I've actually learned as well in business is that you can't do everything either. So it's so important to bring people into your business that are at, at least your level or above so that you can actually learn new things. And Nick, what he brings to the business is um, so much experience in regard to business strategy. He's a business coach. He takes businesses and um, expands them and expands them internationally. He's been involved in a lot of international expansion. Also, he's great at um, motivating sales teams and putting strategies into place. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been such an interesting and such a rewarding journey together. My husband's also involved in the business as is Nick's wife and uh, we have um, some of our family members work for two of my nieces work in Divine and we still have four family members working in Cora. So it's, um, it's all beautiful when you actually have skill sets and Sylvie, Nick's wife, has this amazing skill set of um, marketing and online marketing and, um, uh, you know, programs like Infusionsoft, direct marketing, and she's really technical. And my husband, he's the operations manager, so he handles all the freight and the warehouse and the distribution and um, uh, products and ordering and, and so on. So we all work as an incredible team. We have this core of, um, I guess, um, Talent, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? This core of um, abilities within us that, you know, a lot of businesses don't have, so we're very, very blessed that we have that. Well, it's amazing that you can all come together and bring different skills and be a happy family business. It's yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, no, um, I didn't realise that there was so much family in Divine. Um mm-hmm. If I go back to the branding question, how would you describe the character okay, well, um, of your brand? Yeah. Besides being beautiful mm-hmm. um, and gorgeous to look at and stylish, what is the actual brand character that you... So, yep, I, I totally hear your question. It's interesting when we were creating Divine, and it's interesting where even the name come from. So one of my... My dad's uh, mum, her... Um, maiden name was divine and it's funny because every time I see something that is just beautiful and it's interesting the more you listen to people the more you hear this it's like oh my goodness that's so divine even when people use our products they say oh my goodness it's so divine and that's what I've always said so I'll see a baby for example and think oh my goodness how divine or a flower or 
a tree or something beautiful or a, a vision of a, you know being near the water and it's oh my goodness that's so divine so that's how the name came about and then we looked at okay what is our purpose and I've always been driven as a human being and as a soul to actually uh, be a contribution to the world because I believe that we are much greater than the sum total of ourselves and we have a bigger role here than we can possibly ever imagine and we all have that, whether or not we choose to do something with it. And anyway, I got thinking about, okay, what is the vision of where do we want to go with this? And Nick and I and Sylvie and Johnny, we all worked on this and we thought, you know what, our ultimate goal is to make a difference, to educate and empower others so that they can make healthy choices to protect our land, protect our environment and to ultimately impact the health of future generations in some way. And we created this mantra, so our divine mantra is, as I embrace the riches of nature to cleanse and nurture my body, I restore myself, my divinity, and the service I am to all that is. And that's who we, that's who we are as an organization. It's we ask people to take precious moments to get back to nature and to restore themselves, restore their divinity and be who they came on this earth to be. That's a pretty amazing story there. To be able to even trace the name back to, to into the family as well is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's meant to be. It is. It is. I'm I'm a bit blown away by that one, I've got to say. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you look at that and you take, you've got the beautiful packaging and you've got the really good story that goes behind it and you've really gone through and looked at your purpose and um, and why why Divine is is here and what Mm -hmm. its aim is to be, you then go into the practical sides of um, packaging now, because mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine, she's um, she runs Baby Bistro, which is um, organic food for babies, and mm-hmm. one of she's going through this issue of trying to look at packaging that fulfills, you know, like sits with um, with uh, organic food. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking at not just that, not that it looks good on the shelf, not that it looks good in the bathroom. But also and that it travels, but also the fact that it has to um, be safe for the product, and it also has to ref- so the actual um, what the um, ingredients used in the packaging reflects the ingredients inside the packaging. How did you go about that process? Process. Okay, so with anything certified organic, there are certain guidelines. So unfortunately, with conventional products, there's most or well, the majority of them. I would go go as I would say as guess that basically 100% of the conventional products out there would contain CPA and and what we call phthalates. And phthalates are plasticizing ingredients and. uh, There's different levels of uh, plastics and tubes, for example, and with certified organic, they have to be BPA-free as such. They have to be a certain um, packaging material so as to not um, allow any um, seepage of the phthalates or the BPA from those products, uh, from those uh, packaging bottles or tubes into the actual product. So, and with that, in saying that, there's very limited um, uh, products that are that type available. Now that's expanding as well, and I think that we are honestly, I know that we're honestly at the 
tip of the technology in regard to different products coming out. And it, you have to be so careful because with our products, for example, they're all basically where ACO and the Health and Wellness Ambassador for Australian Certified Organic and Australian Certified Organic is 95% plus certified organic ingredients. And it would be more, only that some of the ingredients you cannot certify. So, for example, water and Celtic. Um, sea salt and bicarb soda, they can't be certified for whatever reason. And um, so when you're using, and we only ever use uh, certified organic essential oils because um, our standards in, our standard um, essential oils are synthetic, so they again contain um, phthalates and plasticizing ingredients. And that's one thing that is good for your listeners to know is that fragrances all contain phthalates, and phthalates are described as one of the number one endocrine-disrupting chemicals as such that impact our endocrine system and wreak havoc with it. And um, even with the um, essential oils in our product, they're all certified organic, so they're phthalate-free. But even so, the seepage out of our packaging, um, the essential oils and the other ingredients can actually diminish, so a beautiful profile within a product when it's sitting on a shelf for a period of time can diminish. So you have to be very mindful of the packaging that you use. For example, um, you've got to try and control that seepage of that actual scent profile. You're listening to The Toxic Fox Show and I'm having a conversation with Therese Kerr, a co-founder of The Divine Company. So you mentioned that there, it was difficult to find supply of these products. Are they? Is, do you have to go overseas for them, or, or for the actual packaging products, or are they are they becoming readily available in Australia? No, they're not becoming readily available in Australia. And the thing is also is that um, anything that is produced in Australia, we our products are all Australian made, manufactured. So we have um, manufacturers in Northern New South Wales and also in Melbourne. Um, but our packaging currently is sourced from overseas because people want products that are price affordable. And if we were, unfortunately, to manufacture our tubes here in Australia, it would it would price us out um, of the equation. And unfortunately, people have this um, um, myth or have this belief that certified organic is much more expensive. But when you actually take into consideration the concentration of the ingredients, the limited minimal amount that you need to use, especially in our products because they're super, super concentrated. And um, also, I'm just getting back to the packaging. I go off on a tangent every now and again. Um, but, um, but, you know, in relation to the packaging, we would love to be able to source our packaging here in Australia. Currently, we're sourcing it from overseas because it is a um, specific requirement and what is available here is just a bit um, price prohibitive for us to actually manufacture products at a price where people can afford them. So if you go back into one of the comments you just made about pricing and the perception out there that organic is far more expensive, how do you overcome that? 
Um, well, what I share with people is even in relation to, because we take a holistic approach to health and wellness, it's not just about what you put on your skin. You know, I take a holistic approach where it's, you know, what we put in our body, what we put on our body, and it's also about nurturing our mind and our soul and um, our emotions. And in relation to, for example, food, people say to me, you know, certified organic food is so expensive. And I say to them, if you only realize that certified organic food is full of nutrients and when you start consuming certified organic food, for example, you're actually filling your body with nutrients so you eat so much less. And my husband is a classic example of that. He would eat one-tenth of what he used to eat. And that's because the cells in his body are full of nutrients and that's what certified organic provides. In relation to products, again, our products are so super concentrated and I'm so pleased, as I said to say, as I said earlier, that we're Australian made and we source whatever ingredients we can from within Australia and unfortunately some of the ingredients for our products aren't available here certified organic and as the demand for certified organic increases, we're seeing more and more farmers in Australia come on board, which is so great for not only for us and our industry and for people, but also for our environment. And it's really about people understanding that a 500 ml bottle of our beautiful hand lotion, which is half a litre, will last them anywhere between six to eight months because they need the smallest, smallest amount. And it's, for example, a $44.95 retail spend over six to eight months is um, really great value. And it's really about showing people by, you know, by the example of the products um, how cost-effective they are. And... Yeah. In relation to food, I say to people, if you can't afford um, certified organic greens or, um, you know, greens in particular, grow or tomatoes and capsicum, grow your own. At least you know what the products or what the, um, the fruit and veggies have actually have on them. And that's so important. Yeah. So do you do a much education in the way of... Um, with the public regarding the value of the products or is it just when you're one-on-one at expos and things like that? What sort of avenues do you do to educate, use to educate people about, or consumers, um, about the, um, the value on um, buying organic Yep, so I actually do a lot of events in store with our actual retailers. So when they stock our brand, we activate the product within store and share the product with our customers or with their customers so that they actually know why the product is there, what we are um, as an organisation, why we do what we do, and share the quality and also the benefits of our products and also... um, uh, cover off any objections that people have in relation to or answer any objections that people have in relation to cost. And once people, we can't keep up with the demand for our um, tooth mousse, our hand lotion, our uh, deodorant, you know, even the Naturopath Association on Facebook. I was at one of our retailers the other day and he said to me, um, I was online the night before and he said um, uh, in the naturopathic section uh, of Facebook where they have the community and he said they're all raving about your deodorant. And again, as I said, um, I'm a uh, perfectionist so I won't release anything unless it actually works really well and we trial the heck out of it and um, get people to try do focus groups and all sorts of things. And, you know, it's really about comes back to education. Once people are educated and once they understand the high level of chemicals in our everyday conventional products, 
they are absolutely shocked that these products are on the market and that they have been on the market and that they have been using them for so long and then they're left wondering what on earth the implications are of that. But our goal is to leave people empowered because the simple thing is if you don't want endocrine-disrupting chemicals or their disorders, then don't put put anything but certified organic products on your body. So your basic, um, one of your strategies is... education and more education Mm, that's our main strategy is once people are educated it's a no-brainer people actually totally understand why they would use certified organic as opposed to the other it's really about educating people and being transparent at the same time oh totally and you know what we have to you know if a company in this day and age not that i wouldn't be but if a company is not authentic and not in integrity and not transparent we are we're even our family, we're an open book. You know, everyone knows everything. And you know what? That's okay. I, I'm just open, open my heart to people and we've got nothing uh, that we don't want people to see. And um, it really is about being transparent, being totally open and, um, you know, giving people um, information so that they can make, you know, educating people or giving the ability to educate themselves so that they can make informed choices. And we're definitely not about uh, preaching to anyone um, at all. It's about giving them the information. Deal with it whatever you will. Ultimately, it's your choice, but at least you may have the ability to make informed choices for your health and the health of your children and for our planet as well. Yeah. Um, what challenges have you unexpected challenges have you come across as a business oh gosh yeah oh, there's always plenty of challenges you've got to i always say you dance with the chaos and um i guess the um the biggest challenge has been packaging if anyone's ever done anything with packaging and labeling and with certified organic everything has to be listed on the label unlike conventional products unfortunately in conventional products they have what we call cluster ingredients And with clustering ingredients, that means that a product or an ingredient on the label could contain, for example, fragrance when it's listed on a conventional product, can contain up to 4,000 chemicals that never have to be listed on a label. With every one of our certified organic products, we have to include every ingredient, and that's how it should be. Um, And even the full stops and the commas and the asterisks all have to be in the correct place. Um, it's probably the bane of our existence is the labelling. Um, and it's interesting, you have a vision for a timeline of a product that you want to release, but ultimately the universe decides when that's going to be released. That's what we've found. And, um, you know, we've had so many challenges with, you know, uh, raw ingredients and things not going to the timeline that was planned, and you just have to surrender to that and just say, you know what, it is what it is. And it will be what it will be, and ultimately it'll be all in divine timing. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's very clever. (laughs) Mm, Well, honestly, it's in divine timing, and um, it really is about just going with the flow. And we've had what other challenges have we had? You know, uh, website challenges where we've been attacked. Um, our website's been attacked and brought down and and I guess a lot of people have experienced that and putting systems in place to hopefully hopefully prevent that from happening. Um, We've had with growing any business when you're growing um, at the rate that we're growing as well it's always a financial uh, 
uh, challenge to keep up with that. And anyone who's been in business will know that. It's managing that growth so that um, it's totally controlled. And, um, you know, that's what we did. Thankfully, I've had the experience with Cora. It's so funny because before Cora, I'd never, ever been. Before that, I'd never known anything about skincare. All I knew is that um, I only wanted to wear certified organic on my skin. And um, so then I became the CEO of that and had a, a steep learning curve. So with Divine, it's that, it's that little bit easier because we've been there before and but it's always, um, you know, every business has its challenge and challenges and also finding beautiful people to be part of the team that yeah. share the same vision. And that's what I think my legacy with Cora was, was really we had a team of the most amazing, beautiful, committed people who were there not just to work but because they thoroughly enjoyed their time and the passion and the intent yeah. of the company and that's what we do even right from you know I read that I um, said that um, mantra but I get our um, manufacturers and all the people all our staff to read our mantra yeah. and to bring that intent into their very existence every day how many people do you actually employ uh, we now have let me think so I've got I've got Nick John myself Sylvie Georgia Ali Rebecca Sharon, Phil. So there's nine in Divine and there's about 18 in Cora. Right. So there's nine. I think there's only nine. No, I think we, we always, oh, no, and Layla. Right. So there's ten. Ten. Do you cross work across the um, two companies still or you're just working as in parallel? No, I'm always promoting um, Cora as because we're all personal care products. At Divine, we're personal care products. Yep. And we don't cover skincare. We may bring out a mature age skincare line later because Cora is more of a younger um, skincare line, although anyone I use Cora as such, but we may bring out a mature age specific product. We're bringing out men's products. We're bringing out hair, which I'm so excited about, and baby products and men's shaving gel and men's deodorant and um, men's aftershave, which is very exciting. And uh, sometimes we do things together, but it's mainly run by um, America as such now. Um, yep. And um, so they, they've got their own, um, you know, I took the business to a certain level and then um, stepped off, in, on, off that foot onto this foot. And um, so now I'm doing this full time, which is wonderful. Yep. But I still oversee, you know, what's happening, make sure that everything's fine there. And, um, yeah, it's wonderful. I have a question from a listener. Uh, Moira Tobin, she's the director of Ducks Back. It's her commitment is sustainable fitness and food. Uh, we both went to your talk um, and the movie, The Human Experiment. Mm, interesting, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Oh, it was amazing, and your passion came through there. And when you spoke, um, and it was really encouraging to see how many people turned up for all those sessions. Um, mm. One of the things you said in there um, is that you were in a privileged position to be able to um, use your family's profile to develop um, the brand and the organic industry. Mm-hmm. How would you, what, what can somebody who's just starting out and doesn't have that sort of profile, how, what can they do to break, break into the market and how, what advice would you give them? That's an interesting one because sometimes being a, um, it's interesting because 
sometimes being a well-known name, you know, there's like some with Miranda, for example, on the Cora products, it's like, well, that's just a face to the product. It's not really, you know, is it really just like any celebrity endorsed product? And it's so not. And please, no, I don't class myself in the same level as Miranda in regards to celebrity, but basically we have an opportunity through our name and through Miranda's high public profile to make a difference to the organic industry. Sometimes that is very beneficial in that um, a lot of the media always are interested in what we're doing. So we get some airtime on media, um, but a lot of the times they want to bring it back to Miranda and, you know, Flynn and Orlando and their personal life as opposed to really wanting to share what we're really about. And I encourage, you know, I encourage any, um, you know, um, any anyone that's in, um, in health and wellness to really just, you know, put your heart and soul and find your passion. And that's, that's really what it comes back to. I, I don't believe, honestly, that um, our name has helped or our public profile has helped us to uh, get the product out. There are a lot of the times we don't, you know, I never mention, for example, when I go to a retailer, um, Miranda or Cora, this is a standalone business, yep. for example, um, and it has to be. And for it to have legs and longevity, it has to be that. And um, I don't want to be known as Miranda's mum either. I have this passion for wellness that goes back 2001 when I had tumours in my spleen. And it's really about um, sharing my passion with the world and uh, the passion of wanting to educate and empower and to prevent what yep. happened to me from happening to other people. I also had um, endometriosis in 1995 and I always wanted four children and we could only have two. And um, as a result, I used to of lathering myself in highly perfumed, highly uh, fragrant body wash, body lotion and fragrance, I believe, and know now without a doubt, having done the research that I've done, that the fact that um, I used to do that um, was the reason I had endometriosis and couldn't have another two children. So we're seeing such an incidence, an absolutely incredibly high rate, high incidence of um, endocrine disrupting disorders, so endometriosis, fibroids, PCOS, infertility, uh, male uh, breast um, uh, male breast growth, male genital malformation in baby boys, which yep. is just terrific. Um, it's now the World Health Organization states that has increased 400%. Um, sperm quality or semen quality in men has dropped 40%. Now, these are direct stats from the World Health Organization. Um, and they believe that the endocrine disrupting disorders are at the tip of the iceberg as to what society is going to experience. And that's a direct report where they commissioned researchers and scientists all over the world to look at what we're actually putting on our body and the chemicals in our, in our everyday products and the impact of those chemicals and also what we're putting in our body by way of organophosphate. So it's a very interesting um, um, report and a very interesting time. And my goal is, is to just um, make people aware so as to hopefully impact people's lives where they switch to safer alternatives so that they're not putting those chemicals. And we only know what we know. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. So it's about educating ourselves. And I think that one day, not in the not-too-distant future, we will look back and think, what on earth were we thinking 
to allow chemicals, and most people don't even know this, chemicals that are mostly untested to be used in cosmetics and because it's a self-regulating industry, so the very people who manufacture cosmetics, conventional cosmetics, are the very people who actually say whether or not they're safe. But what on earth were we thinking that we have allowed a system where we allow chemicals to be used in products until such time as they're proven unsafe? Would we not be wise, more wise to actually allow chemicals to be used only if they were safe? And that's my question. Oh, I couldn't agree. I mean, that is so much my passion as well is to get that word out, is that it should be, we should be, people should be asking the questions and raising that profile. Yep, exactly. Do you ever envisage a world where um, the supermarkets only have certified organic products on the shelves? Yep. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I envisage a world where certified organic becomes the preferred option and the preferred choice for people. When we reach that point, the products will be even more, more affordable because um, we will have more and more people growing the certified organic. And wouldn't it be a beautiful world if we didn't have pesticides and insecticides and all of the chemicals running off into our waterways? And yep. ultimately, people don't realise what we do to nature and do to our animals, we ultimately do to ourselves. Yes. And um, I was actually somewhere the other day, um, I was out for dinner and a cattle farmer said to me that um, uh, he was given um, these tags to put on his cattle and they were tags that actually uh, slow release of organophosphates into the cattle to prevent them from getting ticks. Now, ultimately, we do that to the animals. The animals have those chemicals in their body. We're putting those chemicals back into our body as and we, we eat consume them. the cattle, which is just crazy. And ultimately, when we realise what we do to our animals and to our planet, we ultimately are doing to ourselves. And um, we're the only one of the scientists. I work with a lot of scientists from all over the world. And one of the scientists said to me, we're the only species on the planet actively contributing to our own extinction. What a powerful statement. It is a powerful statement. That's something that we could avoid. Um, mm. So if you were to give any advice at all to or tips and tricks to help leverage themselves to small business owners, conscious business owners, what would it be? Just one tip. Find your passion and live your passion because when you live your passion, it, it, and the old saying is that it isn't work and it really isn't. I live and I'm so alive and lit up every day by what I'm doing. And it's so beautiful to actually live that passion and um, to bring it into existence and to believe, to believe in yourself and to believe what's possible. And I really also believe, and as another little tip, is that you know, gone are the days where a company can just be a corporate entity and not care about their impact on society or on our planet or on their people. And it's really about nurturing your people, both your customers and engaging them and having them become part of nearly a movement or a to be to feel as if they are part of uh, what you're doing and that they're contributing, and also to have your team experience that. And to have them be part of the entire journey and to have their energy flow through the business out to the people. And, and that's beautiful when you actually have all of the people coming together, creating something amazing for the benefit and to be a contribution to others. Well, on that note, Teresa, I'd like to say thank you very much for all your um, insights. 
It's been fantastic getting to hear your story and to hear the story about Divine. I'm particularly intrigued how the name came about. I love it very much. And I love, on a personal note as well as on a business note, I love what you're doing for the community and for our world. So thank you very much. Oh, that's a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I'm sure you'll agree with me that Therese certainly exudes enthusiasm and passion for health and wellness through certified organic products. She lives and breathes her passion in her business and in her personal life, and she walks the talk. Three learnings I gleaned from today's chat included, you need to be able to dance with chaos. The team makes a difference. Find people to share the dream, to share your vision, not just go to work and be there. Do the research and plan and then put your heart and soul into the business. Now, I'd love to hear what your takeouts were from this episode. Please head over to the Toxic Fox Show, look for episode number two and leave a comment in the show notes or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Toxic Fox Show. There's plenty coming up over the next few weeks as I interview awesome conscious business owners. In episode number three, I'll be speaking with Susanna Bevacqua, the founder of Moral Fairground. Her, the initiatives for Moral Fairground include Ferret Square, the Australian Ethical Enterprise Awards, the Australian Ethical Conference. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can tune in next week. A big thank you for Seven Canaries for making this possible. To Vince Jones for the use of his song, Old Mother Earth Knows. To the team for helping me pull this together and for you for listening. My gratitude. Until next week, may your business continue to be a business that gives a damn.